0: It's been a long time coming, cause it's Griffin and Chris. They're your whole world. They whisper in the hallways. It's time for HFLC. Okay. That
1: was good. Yeah, was thank great. you.
0: I'm not sure if you know that, Chris, but that's actually the opening to the uh, the Eras tour.
1: I actually do know that, but if I hadn't known that, it would have been extremely rude for you to spoil <laughs> me just <that> <laughs> then. <laughs> You, just uh, saying. Just I guess I forgot
0: for that you time. would like know what song that was just based on that.
1: Well, yeah. of course. We all know Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Seen whatever. some great
0: uh, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince costumes on the tour.
1: Oh, sure. Those boyfriends love to get up to it, don't they? They
0: really do love to break those hearts of princes.
1: They're like, I'm a the heartbreaking prince, prince but the part's broken. I assume. Yeah. Uh, Lover, pretty underrated album. I'll listen
0: to it when she puts out maybe, Taylor's version.
1: Maybe properly right? there. will not be a Taylor's version. <laughs> Jeez, uh, it is actually the first album that will not have a Taylor's version.
0: Wow. Well, no, I feel like I heard a good amount of Lover when I worked in a grocery store because oh, it's ultimate grocery <laughs> store music.
1: I thought you were going to say when you listen to the three-second snippets to prepare for our bracket. Hey. I I still
0: stand by that bracket I know you do And if it went the way you didn't want it to go You should have said something at the time
1: Instead of taking Snipes
0: Months later, six months later
1: (laughs) I think I was very clear how I felt at the time But That's not what's important now What's important is that we have a great episode Yeah, we're back Let's just play the theme right now (sighs) consider it played (laughs) the high floor low ceiling the sports podcast you're listening to now griffin how long has it been uh a month the red hot chili peppers almost once sang
0: let me quickly check spotify for podcasters just to confirm uh yes we are going to be just shy of a month since our last episode which was a huge hit we titled it scraping an episode together we covered (laughs) barbie SummerSlam, and the national football league the big three some are saying
1: i mean kind of they some of the defining moments of the summer certainly oh griffin um big news i don't know if you heard about this uh cm punk has been fired from all elite wrestling oh my goodness Give any I, knowledge or care about this
0: i i have slight knowledge i did not know that it happened but i have heard of cm punk uh i know that he's a legendary wrestler i'm surprised to hear that he has been fired from all of the
1: wrestling was there some sort of scandal there's a a significant scandal that he was causing some backstage issues oh no famously there was a fight uh at not, not a wrestling match to be clear uh, a shoot fight as they call it in the wrestling business um Backstage at All Out 2022, those uh, I thought a issues... shoot fight was a gunfight.
0: <laughs> a moment there, I thought it was a terrible phrase for a gunfight, but I realize I'm wrong.
1: Now shoot meaning real, of course. famously Hulk Hogan once said, uh, "Make sure you don't work yourself into a shoot." Um, but at any rate, classic Hulk. The issues persisted, and then. Uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago now at All In in Wembley Stadium, the highest paid attendance for a wrestling event of all time, Griffin. 81,000
0: plus. Wembley, I don't know what they do there, but they get big crowds. Sons of the water down in foggy London town. Hello. Oh, it's Go. old England, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the... Uh, Most attended wrestling event of all time. I I was.
1: his name was Jeffrey.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, my cousin
1: (laughs) in uh, in New York. Just hit the microphone.
0: His name is Joe, but my is Jeffrey. Well, that's my old friend Griffin. That's Toronto Griffin.
1: (laughs) Toronto. (laughs) Uh, But at any rate, there was some issues. Was crazy. He was released. So, uh, yeah, oh. good riddance, I'd say. Well, you hate to say that now. Don't. <laughs> <coughs>
0: All right. Sorry. Thanks, Old England Jeffrey. It was, it was great to see you, buddy. Are you too? Are you mate? Oh. Stop. Bruh. Please stop. Please. I think Old England Jeffrey actually had a cameo in something we'll be talking about in a bit. <laughs> okay. I'm but,
1: excited uh, to hear about that. To hear your description of what that might be. Yeah,
0: but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that with him later um i please, did see that the no, edge. please do not bring him back <laughs> all right well, we'll lock him in the closet for a few weeks uh the edge also
1: retired well i guess <laughs> the it's not edge. really <laughs> oh, it's right. just edge
0: the edge is the guitarist for, uh, yes of U two. U two. Well, i got a beef with it, by the way because i put vertigo in my running playlist thought that would be a great running song and then he has like some slow guitar maybe it wasn't vertigo maybe it's a different <laughs> one. but he had like a low energy guitar solo and what I thought would be a higher energy moment and it really like killed my running vibe. So I got mm, beef with see the that
1: edge happening with vertigo. That's interesting though. Um, what else? is in the <laughs> What else? What
0: else? You, you see this, you hear about this, uh, you went on a, uh,
1: fact finding mission of sorts to the Midwest. <laughs> sure. I did. Got uh, in touch with our audience. Absolutely. Of course, as we all know, frequently mentioned on the show, my lovely partner, uh, has now moved Griffin, yes, from the great state of Idaho to the great province of Ontario. Did um, you
0: know her when we started this podcast because the Midwest audience bit was her? is literally from episode one.
1: I mean I, so did we not, manifest
0: you a partner from the Midwest?
1: That's a great I would not I believe Idaho would be considered the Pacific Northwest, certainly. Oh, okay. At the bare minimum.
0: Idaho, maybe geographically, but vibes-wise, it is Midwest through and through. <laughs> I don't fully disagree with you. You can fact-check uh, that
1: with Evie. We can Not have to a, uh, <laughs> Thank you. We can, uh, we can have her write a statement and comment on the matter later. Sounds good. Um, but yes, I Griffin, I flew into Denver. What What, what about Denver? I mean, Denver is... If you don't talk about Midwest, but Pacific Northwest vibes. Exactly, yeah. Denver is a reverse Idaho, as I like to say. That's <laughs> a deboise Um, You've heard of the DeNoiser on Adobe Premiere? Well, this is the DeBoiser.
0: No, I I should probably learn how to use that. <laughs>
1: I think you probably should. It helps uh, clear up some of that room tone. Mm. Um, at any rate, Griffin, I drove through some of our the great states of our fine nation that we border to the north. Hit me um, with some states. Griffin, I drove through Nebraska. Corn huskers. <laughs> Absolutely. I drove through Iowa. Golden Hawks or something. Corn like that. planters. Um I drove through Illinois. It fighting a linny.
0: I'm just giving you the sports names for mm-hmm. those schools.
1: I dipped into Indiana. And we Hoosiers. know the sports. Hello. And of course, Griffin. I went to the great state of Michigan.
0: No, said no school there. <laughs> <There's> oh, not... <laughs> baby. <laughs> okay,
1: whatever that means. It's, um, the first, it's how it's the,
0: it's an Ohio State Buckeyes cheer. My beloved Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay,
1: and then I went to Ontario.
0: The uh, Ridgebacks, the University of Ontario
1: Institute of Technology, Ridgebacks. Whoa, that was quite impressive, actually, um, Griffin. I, I have complicated feelings about the Midwest based on my time spent there. I did spend all of it driving. Okay. I was really, my goal was to make it through as quickly (laughs) as possible. I do hear that's the best way. If you're not going to fly over
0: the Midwest, Mm -hmm. driving through. through,
1: Yeah. Also a great way to get your hamburgers. Um, (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did you eat at a lot of like roadside diners and stuff? Did you have the stereotypical? No, I believe the only place we ate was a subway. <laughs> one single subway. Yeah. Yeah. To keep much. coming I mean, back yeah, we... to the subway, you'd like get a couple states over and then have to drive back to go to the subway, and
1: then this was in one. This was in one day, Griffin. I don't think you fully appreciate the fact that I drove through Nebraska and Iowa in one day. Wow, I'm very impressed.
0: You must um, have really been it... Dale Earnhardt out there.
1: It was tough. Um, so, yeah, I didn't hate it. It was not as flat as uh, has been previously advertised, I think, to us up in uh, Canada. We have a view that, especially Iowa, you know, here, it's yeah. flat and it's cornfields, right? Yeah. Didn't really see any cornfields. Oh. Didn't really see any flat. Well, that's it's disappointing. It's just pretty normal. Um, like, it could, you know, be reasonably mistaken for Ontario. Wow. So, well, my sh- worldview has been rocked. I know it's a whole real paradigm shift. Uh, so those are my Midwest thoughts. Nothing to write home about, even though I guess I am kind of writing home about it in a way. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably try not to return there if I can avoid it unless we go on tour there,
0: right? Yes. Well, inevitably, when we do go on tour, I think Iowa should be our first
1: stop. And we need to do a smart list style documentary of us going they on tour. They did a documentary. They, I think they did a whole series.
0: Oh, I would watch that. I love those guys.
1: <laughs> well, I think I see a lot of TikToks about it, so I think you will definitely find what you're after if you were to look into this. All right, I'll
0: have to check that out. I'm a big Will Arnett fan. Um, sure. All right, Chris, in theory, this is a sports podcast. Yeah, I mean, you we know. We talked about almost sports, like wrestling and you,
1: yeah, you said the driving Illinois.
0: at the speed of race cars through uh, <laughs> Nebraska and Iowa.
1: Did a tight seventy-five. Roof and cruise control was on. Seventy-five miles. Miles, yes. Wow. Which <laughs> <That's laughs> is, of course, as we all know,
0: one hundred and <laughs> not one hundred and fifty because <laughs> it's one point six. So like one thirty.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Let me just crunch the numbers real quick, and if my one thirty is spot on,
1: I think it's probably in the one twenty to one thirty area. you are gonna have a an issue here. In a positive an issue. way, it's exactly <laughs>
0: one twenty. So I guess no I issue <laughs> averted, you do win. Uh, Chris, on the day that people are listening to this, it will be the first day of the NFL season. We did do an yeah. NFL preview in our last episode, so go back and listen to that. We, of course, That's played our famous game. <laughs> Chris, what was our famous game that we played in our last oh, episode? Oh,
1: I remember it had a really good name. Yeah, it was, I believe, Hype
0: or Pipe? Hype or Pipe. I-, I was pitching alternate names, so I'd forget which one we settled on.
1: I believe mine was hyper-tripe. Yes, it was. I and was trying to get pipe hype in there, but you seemed confused about what hype meant. I feel. I think
0: you were confused <laughs> about what hype meant.
1: I think, I think my interpretation was like they're all hype. They're not for real. Right. And you were like, you're oh, I'm hyped them up. up.
0: Yeah. Um. But anyway, go listen to that. But just quickly, Chris, it has been a month since then. Who is winning the Super Bowl for you this year?
1: Griffin. I think I was sort of talking up the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I think so, yeah. I think that's come up a couple of times on this very podcast. I am going to say, I mean, like, really, I feel like it's a weak year. Like, not a lot of just... (laughs) Just for the league in general? Do you know what I mean, though? Is that not true? Like, the, the best teams are, like, the same teams that have been the best teams for a couple of years now. There's no team that got, like, a lot better. That's fair. And it's, like, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals. The Ravens. And it's going to be the Eagles and maybe the Cowboys.
0: The Cowboys making a serious playoff run would be interesting. Just to see how America would
1: react. It's, like, would you be shocked if, like, the New York Giants were in the NFC Championship game? I guess the 49ers as well. I forgot about the 49ers. But, like, it seems like all the best teams are going to continue to be the best teams. But then also, like, got a little bit worse than last year. Yeah, I feel like in general it's kind of a down year.
0: All right, you heard it here, folks. We are out on the NFL (laughs) this year. Skip
1: football. Fast forward.
0: Simulate the season. Uh, Maybe something we should do more often. Okay, and Chris, you want to discuss our fantasy football teams? You, of course, and I. You, of course, and I share a fantasy football league. The Centennial Colts Varsity Football League. Uh, Fantasy football. Please. fantasy football league a uh, shout out to everyone else in that league absolutely uh, i assume they're guys. all listening yep some of them better be um griffin do you have a team name my team name in homage to the viral moment that we all experienced when we watched stranger things a show i do not watch is running up that tyreek hill mm,
1: really like a crazy out of date thing to say that was this year i think the stranger thing. no that can't be true that was last year i'm 95 percent certain running up uh i'll check hill. that
0: resurgence that's what i'm googling
1: <laughs> Not resur- like independence day resurgence june
0: 14th 2022 kate bush still can't believe her 1985 hit running up that hill just became her first ever top 10 okay so it was last year but right. it, it, it has stayed with <laughs> one us.
1: calendar year out of date. <laughs> i didn't have to, tell say... you to kill last year and, of course, famously, a full NFL season has transpired in between that yeah. time. Um, it could have been your name last year. I didn't I have see Tyreek you've... Hill. Ah, I see. I Also, can I just say, I don't think you need Tyreek in parentheticals. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty clear <laughs> when people look at your team and they see Tyreek Hill there.
0: I know, but it, I just think that uh, if it's just running up that hill, people might just think I'm a fan of the song. Sure. I don't think I'll I think Tyree Hill is a two name player. I don't think he's a one name player, or if his, sure. he is a one name player, it's his first name. I don't think anyone just says like, "Oh, you know who's really great Hill," and people will like know who you're talking about the same way if you said like Jefferson
1: or Swift, as you had last year with DeAndre. I Swift. had so Swift it hurts.
0: Yeah, in combining I with mean, DeAndre hurts, Swift really and
1: Jalen Hurts really like sets itself up i'm just seeing here that uh front of the show mitchell martin has changed his team name to bryce young's cousin
0: (laughs) mitchell martin is very happy about bryce young and his carolina panthers the world's only carolina panthers fan as i frequently like to coin him and you can see it in his team he has a mitchell uh, martin's team i will say because he has the panthers starting defense and adam thielen of the carolina panthers and bryce young of the carolina panthers
1: Mostly for the starters, I would say, but, but that part's impressive as well.
0: All right. I do think there is nothing less interesting to people out there than hearing us talk about our fantasy team. So, just quickly, Chris, uh, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about my team. I got a lot of question marks.
1: I have some question marks as well. I kind of wish that I had not picked Saquon Barkley, but actually, now I feel good. I feel good.
0: I feel bad that I was drafting sixth overall. Um, because I felt that the top five options were good, and then sixth overall I did take Tyreek Hill. Um, sure. But my running backs are question marks. I have Jameer Gibbs as my first running back. Uh, and who knows how he will be a rookie running back for the Detroit Lions. And then I got Alvin Kamara, who's suspended for the th- first three weeks of the season. But after that, he should be good. What I really need is hey, Cooper Cup PB. to be to not miss much time. That's when my team will come back. Or he might
1: either. be uh, headed to the IR, Griffin.
0: Well, that would be a big problem for me. I would imagine so. Um, let's just get some lean in there. Yeah, that was you. That wasn't even me causing ambient noise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Griffin, you want to talk about baseball?
0: Yeah, quickly. Blue Jays lost today, uh, but they're right there on the edge of the playoffs. Super frustrating team. <laughs> yeah, not fun at all, but I'm going to two of the four games against Texas next week because uh, a series against the team you're fighting for the last playoff spot, that seems like a fun time to go to a baseball game.
1: Yep, it will be a huge series for sure. They're currently tied in the standings, and uh, yeah, it's
0: probably pending the result of Texas's game tonight, which I think that's probably
1: true. And we can give a live score update do right not now. Play. They're not playing.
0: <laughs> oh no, they do play. They play the Astros. Oh, tonight's Verlander versus Scherzer. So by right, the time you're hearing course, this course, tomorrow, you course. will know if that was an epic duel or if it was a dud. Uh, but Chris, just the National pool. League wildcard is very fun. So I want to give you the teams competing there and I wanted you to pick which ones you want to see make the wild card. I so I think I think I know. We've got the Phillies and the Cubs looking pretty secure. Yeah. The Cubs then, are three and a half games up on the last place wildcard spot. What yeah, a resurgence for them.
1: Yeah, and like independence Day resurgence. Uh, and then you have the Reds. Yes. Currently sitting pretty. You have the Marlins.
0: Half a game behind.
1: And I think there's one more team that's kind of in the mix. Scrolling through some of the scores today. Oh, no, not the Brewers. Um, The Brewers are winning their division. Well, it must be whichever. I mean, are the Guardians like. The Guardians are in the American League, famously. (laughs) Of course. That's a good
0: point. The Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are also half a game out. And then just two and a half games behind the Reds are the San Francisco Giants. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So of those four teams, Reds, Marlins, Diamondbacks, and Giants, not who do you think, but who do you want to see in that final playoff spot in the National League?
1: Read me my options again. This the Cincinnati podcasting.
0: Reds, the Miami Marlins, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the San Francisco Giants.
1: Um, I'm going to say... I mean, the obvious choice is the Reds, but in terms of like the most enjoyable team, the team that has sort of gotten the most press this year, the team that has had the most sort of moments this year, obviously, you know, they have the Joey Votto factor from a Canadian standpoint, but I am going to go off the board and say that I would like to see the Arizona Diamondbacks do something. They have obviously a, a quite a tortured history. Um been a tough go of things for them they came out hot they've sort of tapered off but i think they're just as deserving uh as the reds to sort of have a little hope injected into their season and also like the reds are almost like the orioles of you know previous years where they have a huge pool of prospects coming up you know that they'll be good like if not next year then like A few years down the line like like the orioles they're going to be threatening for the division they're going to be one of probably the best teams in baseball the diamondbacks they have obviously corbin carroll but a lot of their team is just like older players guys who had sort of needed rehabbing and are sort of you know fighting for their spots you know you have merrill kelly at 34 having a great season obviously zach gallon he's not old old but been been around the block um and so i'd like to see them get in because this they might not be this good next year they might not have the same kind of endless stream of prospects coming in the way the reds do so give me the diamondbacks
0: i like that chris a big thing for me especially with the national league is like who do i not get to see a lot because the playoffs are a great time to see a baseball team and a franchise and players that you don't normally get to see but so the Diamondbacks are a great choice there. With that being said, I am going to take the the People's Champ in the Cincinnati Reds. I just think that's a great story. A, a historic franchise who um, have fallen on some very tough times. I think that would be great for them. And, of course, Joey Votto playing a big role in that as well. So there are our picks. And now we have time for our main segment, which is a movie review. Chris, the, the world is abuzz with the latest sports movie. Based a on a segments. true story, as all great sports movies are. Sorry.
1: Um, yes, absolutely. It's just saying, we have a lot. Of, we have a lot on the docket today. Yeah. Well, um,
0: quick, quick segs. That's the new. It's a new sort of sports year. I it's want to a new rethink list. that. Quick segs? <laughs> quick segs. I just, I just have to enunciate. <laughs> um,
1: Chris, cookies. We, we should call them.
0: Perfect idea. Both independently saw. Gran Turismo. (laughs) I saw it in the theater. You did not. We didn't,
1: I, to be clear, like, we didn't independently, we didn't both, like, oh, you saw Gran Turismo? I saw Gran Turismo. You, (laughs) I was not really expecting this at all, came to me with, we should review Gran Turismo, which of course is totally valid. It is a sports movie for all intents and purposes. And, of course, we love to review our sports movies here on High Floor of the Ceiling, but I really was not thinking about it, especially given that Griffin, this is a story about a guy that goes from gamer
0: to racer. They said it was impossible. They They said
1: it couldn't be done. They said this will never be based on a true story. Also, I just want to give you a fun little tidbit because I have friends who... Like to track these kinds of movies um, <laughs> who take a perverse interest in films such as Gran Turismo. Um, Griffin, of course, famously, this movie was affected sort of by the WGA uh, sag after strikes that of were, were still raging. Of course, we here at High Flow of Ceiling support the workers. Um, this movie. It was, I believe it was pushed back two weeks, but then they added like a lot of preview screenings. And then they sort of tried to fold that into the first weekend box office. So they could be like, hey, it made 20 million its first weekend. But right. then like five of that was from like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, Did it work? And then I don't believe it worked. I believe oh no. currently sitting at 81 million at the box office. That seems good. On a $60 million budget. A profit. Mm, Griffin, Hollywood accounting. You never
0: know. That's true. They don't like admitting that they make profits. And, you know,
1: that's why we're striking. I would guess that a movie with a $60 million budget that made $81 billion did not make any sort of profit for anyone. I think that, uh, you know, there are factors to think about. The marketing budget, things of that nature that are not included in the film's budget. How much did they have to
0: pay Orlando Bloom
1: absolutely that we will get to that absolutely um but the other one thing i want to point out about about the film's sort of marketing and release strategy is that i believe the official title of the film was altered to gran turismo colon based on a true story
0: yeah that is the full title which is insane (laughs) not a subtitle but you know chris the the schematics of the biz the the intricate workings of the film industry those all pale when you look at this movie cuz i thought this movie was pretty good <laughs> you uh, can't
1: believe you gave it 3 stars yeah
0: which is honestly lower than my average letterboxd rating
1: now i we will are, talk about well i was going i was just going to talk about my theater experience then i thought you could talk about yours
0: yes uh, should we just issue a general spoiler spoiler sure. alert for granter is spoiler
1: for real life Yeah, Uh, I will say also the
0: career of Richard (laughs) Martinborough.
1: Richard, what's his name? (laughs) Jan. Jan. (laughs) I think I got him mixed up with Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Wait, who
0: I have now mixed up with David Attenborough? Who's Richard Attenborough?
1: Richard Attenborough is um, Jurassic Park. He is Jurassic Park. Oh, is he an actor? Yeah, he's an actor. Okay, he was. I believe he was in. Yes, he was in Jurassic Park. He is Hammond, right? In Jurassic Park. Um, shout
0: out Jan Martinborough. Um, your your story made a pretty good movie. Your story could have made a great movie. I think.
1: Maybe I was
0: I was all in on the trailers. As soon as I saw that first trailer, I was like, "That looks that looks really good."
1: That's fascinating. One of the things that most confused me about it, Griffin, is that it did not seem to adhere very closely to the true story. I think probably because the true story isn't particularly interesting, but, like, it really did not seem to have any problems taking liberties despite very heavily billing itself as being based on a true story. No,
0: I I was very shocked to find out afterwards that, like, he was, like, the third person to win this contest. Like, they had already done it two times before and tried to turn a gamer Mm -hmm. into a racer. Um, But anyway, you want to do theater experience first.
1: Yes. I, a bit of a misnomer for me. I, of course... Home uh, theater experience. Griffin, I have to admit, I hate to do this on microphone, but I broke the law. I, well, you didn't
0: want to give the MPT PMA
1: or whatever the hell sure. they
0: are. Uh, you didn't want to give them your hard-earned cash.
1: Exactly. I wanted to show solidarity with the workers, and that is why I downloaded an HD camera. <laughs> so Someone
0: sitting in the audience with a camera.
1: Yes, a time-honored tradition. I will say, Griffin, they have gotten excellent with these <laughs> things. I was, I was frankly blown away by the quality. Really, um, I'm happy to hear that they got down to a science. Mm-hmm. The the picture quality was impressive. There was a watermark mm. uh, over the screen at many points for this think, like
0: particular cam we- ripper
1: it would move no no it was just a it was just a blurry square i think it was intended to blur out some sort of copyright tracking ah, methodology throw throw an algorithm off. i gotcha
0: yeah. uh if you had to hd camera how would you do it surreptitiously what would your strategy be to not be caught filming a movie in the movie
1: i feel like you have to have an in with the projectionist right
0: Oh, interesting! You're claiming it's an
1: inside job. I think it. I think it has to be an inside job. I would hope. Or wow. I don't know. Maybe we gotta inspect
0: our movie theater employees. We need <laughs> a full investigation.
1: Absolutely, um, but I will say, Griffin, the one the one time that it it occurred to me that I was watching a camera because it was quite seamless for the most part. Not not the highest quality audio, but it didn't. It wasn't sort of the echoey like. Like you would imagine, hearing something from a theater would sound like it sounded pretty good. But the one time I was made aware that I was watching a camera was uh, there were some laughs when the brother asked Jan if he was looking at porn. Oh, that would never that happen. Got some, that got some chuckle. That was the one joke that got some audible chuckles from In- the audience.
0: <laughs> there was only one joke. I feel like I laughed a couple times
1: when he did the. When he, never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I, on the other hand, had quite the different f- theater experience, Chris. For the yeah, first you time. You of paid
1: for two people. <laughs> to ever.
0: See it. I watched a movie in Screen X, which, if you're not familiar, is a, a service, a product offered by Cineplex Theaters in which three of the four walls in the theater are screens. Like, So there's no rear view. There is no rear view. That
1: would be great for the
0: car. It would be, but unfortunately no rear view. I don't know. how They would have to have some sort of two projector setup. I don't even know like how they did this. It. I guess they had three projectors probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have to say one thing I did not realize about Screen X. So yeah, you're looking at the normal theater screen and then on the side are also screens that
1: are projecting like the side of the movie right they're giving you some additional peripheral vision yeah
0: really supposed to immerse you in mm. the in the film one thing i didn't realize that i probably should have is that it's not for the entire movie it turns right. on and off like like imax does in oppenheimer right.
1: um or any other imax maybe. yeah but
0: i i only have seen oppenheimer in imax only one <laughs> no that's not true shout out to my mom who worked for imax for many years
1: wow huge shout out
0: yeah um but Your yeah, promise. it added almost nothing. I thought that this would be the perfect movie for yeah. the Screen X experience, but there really was not a lot of like, what, I thought considering this was based on like a racing sim game, there would be lots well, of... Well, it's
1: based on a true story, actually. Right. Just let me stop you right there. But it
0: <laughs> centered around a racing sim game. <laughs> I thought there would be a ton of like first person, like driver shots, like you sure. like you would see in the game. And there were very little. That's and a so, great point. That decision confused me for sure. Um, but yes, Chris, your overall thoughts on Gran Turismo based on a true story.
1: I thought Gran right. Turismo based on a true story. What's that?
0: I was just going to say great commercial for Gran Turismo. I
1: haven't seen. Um, no, I'm saying this I, movie was oh, a great commercial. You think so? There's well, like just, one scene where they're like... They work so hard to make Gran Turismo. The entire,
0: like, first five minutes of the movie were just like, this is and the And we hear it, Nissan.
1: He always calls it Nissan. Nissan. I guess that's um, the correct Japanese pronunciation. I don't think that's correct, actually. Well, I think there's that's no way just they the, wouldn't sign off on that. I think that's probably how British people pronounce it. Oh, you're it. right. Because the correct if British you think pronunciation. of it I believe, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but... I know that Nissan means two and three respectively in Japanese. So I'm wondering if it's a terrible name for a car company. Well, it's like, man, I think it's like one, two, three, go. Maybe. Where's, I, the, where's I, the one? The one. I've is done no research on this, um, but I believe it would be definitely be Nissan. Okay. Uh, well, then it's British.
0: We blame Orlando Bloom's Britishness, and the entire movie takes place in England. Well, not takes place in England, but centers around English people. Well not really. The main character is English. Or is he Welsh? Anyway. (laughs) Might be Welsh.
1: Not sure. He lives in Cardiff. Because of course his father was a footballer at Cardiff, yes. Which is in Wales. Um Griffin, this film kind of it had like it felt like they sort of like draped well Griffin to use a car metaphor, as I'm sure countless reviewers did (laughs) uh in preparation for this film. It felt like a, a Ferrari exterior Griffin with a plunkin' little Ford or Volkswagen Beetle engine inside. It really, it had the dressings of a sports film. It sort of alluded to a sports film many times. Uh, it, I think it's a very fine looking movie based on, again, my HD camera. <laughs> From for, for all intents and purposes, I think it's a fine looking movie. I didn't find it particularly jarring or anything like that. No. Uh but it there's no real soul at the middle of it. We don't really get to know the character of Jan. We don't really like understand much about him or what his like what what would you say a personality trait of yawn is well he loves
0: driving race cars he really he wants likes to race drive cars. race cars
1: he's a huge fan of racing and he loves gran turismo i think that's pr- the primary things that we yeah, get to know he about he knows Jan.
0: that the best uh, mp3 product in the world is a sony walkman and don't even dream of mentioning an
1: apple device because they do not exist in this universe yes he upgraded you to a sony mp3 player
0: yeah Um, those would be, yeah. Do you think it's just like a case of in real life, like a a lot of elite athletes we see are so obsessed with like their craft that they don't really have great personalities. Do we think that's just what the real Jan Mardenborough is actually Well,
1: it's kind of part of the movie that like he's not very interesting and not very exciting to watch. And to the point that Orlando Bloom briefly considers lying yeah rigging the competition from the program because he is so uninteresting and they would rather have a more interesting guy be the racer and he gets a really
0: Um, like cute and friendly girl who
1: we are just told is into him oh yeah she has a great personality (laughs) she she facetimes him once you know what okay this is a small thing but you know what's crazy they have this conversation. At the beginning of the film, there's a trash can fire. Yeah, <laughs> They're having yeah, a party, of course. drinking Classic some beers. Party. Another thing I noticed, the beer glasses on the private jet were the same as the beer glasses in the restaurant. And that's just poor okay. set design. What are the different. odds of that? That's poor production design. Yeah. Um, but, that's
0: how they so made it for only
1: $60 million. Absolutely. There's this scene early on where the two of them are talking, him and this girl, who appears in... She appears in one scene, leaves the movie for an hour, <laughs> and then returns like, hey. to FaceTime with him a couple of times, disappears from the movie again. She probably says like 80 words total. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably accurate. The crazy thing is that... So that their big conversation is like, do you ever just want to get out of here? wales or somewhere else um it is wales it is wales she's like do you ever just want to get out of here and he's like yes absolutely and then she's like i want to go to new york city where do you want to go tokyo he says then later in the film once he's gone from gamer to racer he has you know become adept at the film not (laughs) racer rather (laughs) he does not become adept at the film i must say um he sort of reconnects with this person, like, and she's sort of like, "I've been trying," or like, "I've been like, kind of waiting for you to get in contact with me." And then it's like, she's basically like, "You're famous now. Where do you want to go?" This is, I mean, like, not to go screenwriting one hundred and one here, Griffin, but the you know, the save the cat moment. We all know about this. Yep. are you familiar with this? Yes. You want you want something that will sort of endear your hero to the audience. And Griffin, you know you know where. Where I, if I was in this position, where a beautiful woman has has expressed her desire to go to New York City to me, where do you think I would go? Uh, You would probably say,
0: I, I. The way I remember it, I might be misremembering this. I thought the point was that he was going to Tokyo anyway for the big Nissan press conference, so they were like, "Why don't you bring her to Tokyo?" But she, as you have correctly pointed out has expressed no interest in tokyo she doesn't give a shit about tokyo and
1: then he brings her with him to tokyo his dream um (laughs)
0: but do you think she like i never once realized why she was into him he didn't seem like he we know he's in love with her he spends half the movie on her instagram do you think he He hit her with the old like triple like you like three photos in a row and then she's like oh Jan, Jan's thinking about me
1: well, she expresses that she was liking his stories and he was not replying, which is crazy to me. Classic Jan. But, um, My the, lovely partner, who watched this movie with me, shockingly, um, she expressed... When he was looking at her Instagram, she was like, please don't like the picture. Yeah. <laughs> that I was, was a real fear thought. that he was accidentally going to like an old picture of her in a bikini <laughs> or whatever. Um, and they so also, like, right.
0: later... They, I think it's David Harbor, who I thought was very good in this movie. I quite liked David Harbor. Probably the best movie. performance. I also, I did like the kid who played Jan as well. I thought he was good.
1: I thought he was intermittently convincing and kind of likable. I don't think he had a ton of ground to work th- with, but yeah. you
0: have you to know. promise not to make fun of me. Uh, this movie did make me cry. <laughs>
1: what part? Oh, the spoiler—the yes.
0: part where he finds out that his accident has killed a spectator. Sure. And he is very obviously affected by this. That did make me tear up. And I thought that his performance at that moment v- was very good. But to go back to the lighter side, um, mm-hmm. which is something that really happened, by the way. I looked it up because I was like, did he really kill yeah. someone? And yes, he did. Obviously not his fault, as the movie could have gone to further lengths to make <laughs> clear. Um, Maybe.
1: But I think, you know, that's kind of the idea. It's like, and I, I read some stuff about how, like, you know, he gave them permission to include it because he wanted it to be, like, you know, he said it would be doing a disservice to leave it out, which is totally true. Yeah,
0: that's valid. I I respect uh, Jan Mardenborough the man, that's for sure. But
1: what was I going to say?
0: Oh, yes. At one point, David Harbour says, what, you don't have anyone you want to, like, invite out? What about that girl you're always staring at? Which means that he is staring at this woman's Instagram, like, in public at times where, like, other people can see his phone, which is just... Crazy to me, if you're going to be pining over a woman and stalking her Instagram, you'd think you would do that in the privacy of your own home. At what point are you going to be like, oh, I'm in a training session, but first let me just stare at months old (laughs) photos of this girl I don't know.
1: That was just a a a wild moment He is is constantly on his phone looking at this girl. Also, how often
0: does she post on Instagram? It's got to be the same photos 95%
1: of the time. Wow, she's posting
0: like crazy, I bet. Um, What else is there in Cardiff? Absolutely. Also, why does Ian want to leave Wales? He just stays in his room and plays Gran Turismo the entire time. Why does it matter to him whether
1: well, he he's in Wales? He wants to race cars, he wants That's to a, yeah. do car stuff. Um, Griffin, let's let's talk about this crash because this is like a very uh, a very defining moment of the film. I will say, like, the main thing I feel is like just make the whole movie the academy. That's the yeah. movie.
0: I, on like, the other hand, Not because the Academy wasn't interesting, but I thought that the movie was much better after the crash, after he wakes up from the crash and kills the guy and has his doubts. And we find out more about his relationship with David Harbour's character. And then they go and they do make the podium at Le Mans.
1: Um, It's a very strange, I will say. A couple of things about that. I think the reason you feel that way is because the stakes are always very, like, unclear and because... Like for some reason, this is the part where they do want to keep to a true story. Like, he can't win a race, right? Because he was not winning races. So the the big thing is like, you have to finish on the podium at Le Mans. Yeah, that's course. when you're remembered forever. Like, yeah, you become immortal when you place third at Le Mans <laughs> uh, in your class. By the way, right. I looked up the uh, the actual information about this, and it was like, he was like eighth overall, and third in his vehicle class. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Immoral. Okay. Um,
0: but yes, I do... The the Academy part, I did think it was... I was just like, how did you make this movie this boring for the first half? Like, this is a great premise.
1: Yeah, like, that's... I feel like that's, like, the dramatic juice of it, and they sort of, like... It feels, like, kind of undercut and that's what I mean by it feeling like it sort of has the dressing of a sports movie without actually, like, doing anything, because it's, like... Oh they are like the other characters that he goes to driving school with but it's like they're all boring. You don't ever want to see any more of them like there isn't like the weird guy who's always doing this and there isn't like like there is kind of like the jerk. Yeah, there's like, the jerky American guy. a little. Yeah. And like but the it's, one
0: the the girl who's nice. Um.
1: Yes, there's a girl who's nice. Um but yeah, I feel like that whole and also like I feel like that's a good structure for a movie that it's like, you don't want to get cut, you don't want to get cut, the brakes were glazed. That's like fun stuff, I feel like, and that creates stakes, whereas you're it's like you have to finish fourth so we can get your racing license so that you can enter a racing circuit.
0: Right. And that they did not make it clear sort of, was he allowed to... Why was he racing if he doesn't have a racing license? Like, how often are you allowed to do that? Is he changing leagues? And then I also thought one big problem I had was that the crash, I had to... It had to be explained to me afterwards. And I went with a group of friends. I watch a lot of Formula One. I'm by far the most, like, interested in racing of any of them. But because one of them had seen Ford versus Ferrari, I think he was able to explain to me that that part of that track, the Nürburgring, is, like, famous for in a worst-case scenario, causing a crash like that because if you run low enough on fuel, the car gets too light and it can take off like that. And then later, David Harbour in the movie says, like, the crash was my fault. I should have brought you in for more fuel. Like, at, mm. to which I was just like, what? Why does... I thought it was just, like, the, the aerodynamics went wrong. Why does the car have more you- fuel? So they should have... I think they should have
1: gone into more depth on that. Yes, there is kind of, like... that's And that's what I mean as well, where it's like the dramatic moment like that's I feel like that's a very sports movie thing where it's like the drama of the moment might be based around like some rule or some quirk of the sport or something like that like you know something of that nature and I feel like it has to do a better job of setting those things up that it, it just kind of like throws those off but then it's like I don't I can't really think of like what is it spending its time on otherwise it's like he goes and gets a beer with David Harbor, and he's like, how are you doing? And he's like, fine.
0: Yeah, and it should be pointed like... out, you watched this movie less than 24 hours ago, and yes. you cannot remember most of what it's about. Uh, Chris, do we have any other lasting thoughts on Gran Turismo? I'd see it. Like, I- I'd recommend seeing it. It's fun enough. There was one guy in my theater who was really into it. Uh, mm. Like, when he just gets third place at the line against our generic bad guy who is... Yeah, the rich guy. Rich and asshole and that's all there is to it uh that one guy behind me went like (gasps) like when he just (laughs) got him at the line which is like the second or third photo finish in this movie which i refuse to believe that
1: really happened by the way i refuse
0: to believe he had multiple multi millisecond victories
1: like no well i i know for a fact uh the because i was reading his wikipedia page the nissan the academy race won by eight seconds okay so very (laughs) very comfortable win for him not a photo finish when the credits Um, first
0: rolled i of course clapped for the movie as i always do when i see a masterpiece like gran turismo and this guy fully enthusiastically immediately joined in with me (laughs) he was like yeah (laughs) great film so uh
1: Um, he and i had a little bond sure the one thing i do want to bring up is this crash moment the, the weird thing that they do, again, because it's based on a true story, is, like, the, they set it up as, like, he has this terrible crash and he needs to, like, get back in the car and prove to himself that he can still race by having this podium finish at Le Mans. And what actually happened was he had this podium finish at Le Mans and then, like, two years later when he was just a driver... Oh, he just had like, this horrible had, He crash. had
0: left, like, the Sim ra- racing label, yeah, basically like behind no, at that point. Yes,
1: there was no Years connection of to GT Academy anymore, really, other than, that, like, that was how he got his start. He was just a normal racer, and this thing happened. Mm. So, so they are like, maybe we shouldn't end our movie on that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is, like, you can either not mention it at all, or you can have it, but then, like, it would have Switch to be the at order. the end, because that's, like, after... So they switched around. I think that's a questionable choice.
0: I mean, it's, it's tough obviously when you're handling a tragedy like that. I do think for the movie that you're telling, you sort of have to do that. You can't have him peek at Le Mans and then kill someone and then at the end well, be that's like, I'm saying nothing significant happened
1: after that. That was the last movie. That's why moment. I'm saying the movie should be the Academy. And it's right. like Yes. He, and then it's like, Jan went on to be a racer. And kill someone. Well, he- that's what I'm saying. Like, you can just not mention that. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. You could dedicate it to the memory of that person he killed or something like that. <laughs> do you think uh. that's what they should
0: just say? Dedicated to the memory of that person Jan <laughs> <young>. killed? <laughs> Everyone in the what? Is they, like, what?
1: <laughs> they certainly don't say their name in the film. No. Um, I, so that, I that would say... That may have been at their request. I did think,
0: probably... like... One thing just before we do final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that moment of, You did of already like, give your final thoughts, but go ahead. Yeah, that moment of the crash... I thought was like really good. Like David Harper panicked trying to run and like catch a ride with the ambulance and everyone just like freaking out that I was like, Oh my god, like
1: I my thought heart the visual of the crash was very like shocking. Yeah. Um I did I I will say my emotional moment is I did like the scene where there he's like, he's gotta get back on the course, he's gotta like finish his lap and like reckon with this thing that has happened. Yeah. I think that and it's like that is when it's most like a sports movie. Like that is a very sports movie ish scene where, you know, you sort of have to do this metaphorical thing that like it's like you're playing sports, but it's not really about the sports. Right. And the more that's I think just about a, it,
0: I think I just like the parts with David Harbour in it.
1: Sure. He was good. he puked on my lawn famously. Um so awesome movie. We'll be talking about it again when we do our Oscar selections. Yeah. Um, We'll be right back after this break with more High Floor, Low Ceiling.
0: And welcome back to High Floor, Low Ceiling. We hope you enjoyed that break (laughs) as much as we did. And let's be honest, who wouldn't enjoy having a break from this cod swallop? This segment
1: brought to you by KitKat.
0: Yeah, uh, speaking of brought to you by Chris, mm-hmm. no segue, um, <laughs> Okay. we've got an exciting thing here, uh, the PWHL, that's something exciting, the Professional Women's Hockey League.
1: Absolutely. This born. Big, uh, big merger just took place.
0: Yeah, people are unhappy with the way that the PHF was treated, to which I say, I'm excited sure. for the PWHL. Um <laughs> Uh, we got six teams. We just announced the first three players for some of the teams, and that's all go- ongoing right now. But we're not going to look at players right now. We don't even have the full rosters yet. They're going to do a draft next week. Mm-hmm. That'll be exciting. That that, be that'll exciting. Like when you boot up 2K and you do a fantasy draft for everyone in the NBA, like that's literally mm. what they're going to do. And that's I think that'll so be true. really cool. And uh,
1: I, I, I like the idea of having like these like designated players. Like I, I know I saw... Um what is it Marie-Philippe Poulin is going to Montreal. Yes, she is. Um Sarah Nurse going to Toronto. Those yes. are two of the big names that I saw. Bodes well for um, us. Absolutely. I love Sarah um so Nusses. I I like that well idea of like you sort of you set up the stars and then you have this draft around them. Yeah. Um uh, but, but, but more important than any kind of draft that either of, either us or them could do, Griffin. I guess this is, no, this isn't really a draft.
0: No, it's this is more a a, a pitch. Because you and I, Chris, way back, this was year one of the podcast, uh, back when we were still in the Centennial College studio, we tried to come up with names for Toronto's WNBA team. We're still waiting on that. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I do think some of those names would be good. Um, I believe you pitched we'll Toronto Avengers as an homage to Toronto Raptors because it was a popular <laughs> right. film franchise at the time. <laughs> that's That's good. That's good. Uh, so, Chris, we got six new franchises here for the inaugural season of the PWHL. Uh, uh-huh. The Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Minnesota, and New York, three Canadian, three American. Uh, whoever plays for Minnesota are going to have a hell of a travel schedule. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, if you go to their website, the six cities are, like, pointed out in little stars on the map, and Minnesota is far away from these other five. Uh, so, But none of these teams have names yet, Chris, so we are going to name them – These pwhl please feel free to use these i'm sure you haven't picked any yet uh so if you're listening here you go we just did your work for you
1: absolutely what do you um, want to start with
0: which one are you the least confident in
1: uh we can start with ottawa kind of the least interesting city well i guess minnesota too but for, for, you know ottawa griffin i know ottawa is near and dear to your heart not exactly a a bustling metropolis per se not, not
0: per se Although they, uh, um, the Ottawa team will be playing at TD Place in the downtown core, which will make it much more exciting than uh, same place the Sixty Sevens play as opposed to the same place the Senators play. So I think right. that's shrewd from them.
1: Absolutely, um, but what the the I think the ground is quite fertile, Griffin, for names because obviously you have you know much like Washington, you have you can have governmental names. You, there's a sort of military aspect that can be. Uh, you know, taken from as well. I went with a political theme, Griffin. And this is a, uh, one thing I like that teams do is when you sort of have a word that is not a word that's in common usage. Okay. And you turn it into an A, because then it's like the brand power can be very potent because you're not, you know, it's not associated with anything else other than your team. And so I've gone with, the Ottawa vice reigns Griffin. This is a word. Wow, I don't the, think I know that word. It is the feminine version of viceroy, um, and that term has been used. I was, you know, I was looking at like who are some famous. Uh, oh, also I should say, all of mine are based around famous women. Like I, that's, that's that great. was my way in. That I like, I sort of went with a famous woman from that area, and then went from there. Um, And so I was reading about Jean Sauvé, of course, the first female governor general of Canada. And then I saw this word come up, Vice Reigns. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And so I decided that would be the name. It's a unique name. I think the V sound is a very like, there's something attacking sports like about it. Definitely. Um, And so I think that the, the Vice
0: Reigns will do very well. Uh, that is great, Chris. Me, personally, I did not lean too much into the uh, famous women side of things. I was more just thinking, hey, these are sports teams. These are elite athletes. I think it's great to celebrate the fact that they're women athletes. That's just something that I personally chose to steer clear of. Uh, yes. <laughs> but for me, one <laughs> thing that I really liked about my time in Ottawa was when you visit the uh, cent- uh, the Peace Tower in the at the Houses of Parliament.
1: What? <laughs> You sounds like you really loved it. Yeah.
0: Come on. um, one one thing I liked is the Centennial Flame uh, that burns, mm. of course, eternally there. But of course, Calgary Flames already exist. That's not mm-hmm. good for SEO. Uh, so I went with the Ottawa Fire as my okay. team. It's sort of antithetical to an ice-based sport, but I really like concept names, like as opposed to like like I like names that don't end in S.
1: Yes, I like that as well, and I have one of those later on, which I think you're really actually gonna like
0: or the uh Ottawa members of parliament to, <laughs> sure, to go MPs. along with the Ottawa
1: Senators. what about the imps easy that's, that's, it writes itself
0: the Ottawa imps
1: <laughs> um I love it Griffin. Where do you want to go next? you pick
0: uh let's go down south of the border to New York. I'm gonna spare you an appearance from New York Joe since we are tight for time. But he does support women's sports, of course, of course, and will be making an appearance here in the future. It's a shame New York Liberty was taken, Chris, because I kept coming back to New York Liberty. I really didn't have a lot for New York. I thought like New York bridges. I don't know. They're famous for their bridges, but not really New York numbered street system. I, I went with the New York apples. It's it's not a very <laughs> intimidating name, but it does pay homage to the uh, this homage, homage, to the city's uh, famous nickname, the Big Apple.
1: Absolutely. So what do you think of the Um, New York apples? I'm not too sure about that one, Griffin. A little peek behind the curtain. I know you were pressed for time. I was. Coming up with that one. uh, But we won't hold it against you. Uh, My pick for this one, Griffin, I was looking at famous, obviously a lot of famous New Yorkers. But the one that stuck out to me right away was uh, New York's own Lady Gaga, Stephanie Germanata. And so I thought a fun name for a sports team would be the New York Monsters. I love that. that. Lots of ways you can go with the mascot. Very, like, it's it's a recognizable name, but the symbology around it is a little more open to interpretation. I think that you can, uh, you can make something good out of that.
0: I like that a lot. Uh, next, Chris, why don't you take us to Boston?
1: Yes, and this one I think might be my favorite of them all, Griffin. Okay. Do um, you want to
0: save it? Do you want to do a different one?
1: No, no. We can okay. go with Bart right, We can we it. can peek early as we often do. <laughs> um, Griffin, famous Boston women, uh, obviously a the, a sort of a hotbed of sort of intellectual pursuits in some ways, the New England sort of area. In some ways, um, for sure. <laughs> it's not so much in others, but one very famous writer, Griffin, who hails from this area, Sylvia Plath. Yes, uh, I've of heard course, of her most famous for The Bell Jar um, and Being Depressed. So, uh, a patron saint of (laughs) depressed women everywhere. Uh, But one poem she wrote, Griffin, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'll give you the name, The Boston Colossus. That is a great name. That no s.
0: I mean, it is an s on the end, but not in the way that we mean. You know what you mean.
1: Um, <laughs> you know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Not the not. It's not the Boston Colossuses, which that's, I think is clunky. That's smart. That's true. It's on your just end. the Colossus as one entity. The Colossus, a uh, famous Sylvia Plath poem. Um I again love that. like That is. You, I could
0: very much see them unveiling that as the actual name in a couple of weeks, as an and, homage uh, to Sylvia Plath's poem. That yeah. would be awesome. Uh, I went with a, uh, a reference to Boston's history as a maritime city. Of course, the Boston Tea Party took there, something took place there. That's something. Uh, so I went with the Boston Harbors. I thought you could go with mm. like a, a, a nautical theme, an homage to uh, many great fishing people, both men and women who have lived in that city over the years sure. and helped feed the entire uh, New England area. So the Boston Harbors, that was my pick.
1: Sort of a Harbour-themed episode for you with David Harbour. Yeah,
0: maybe that was on my brain. Who's to say? Uh, Why don't we now take a little trip to La Belle-Provence for Montreal? I like mine for Montreal. Of course, Quebec has always had this... um, this rebellious spirit to it. And I also sure. do think this is where I did sort of try to incorporate women in sports. Cause I think that also is a bit of a rebellious spirit. There are plenty of morons out there mm-hmm. who don't want women to have their place in professional sports. Uh, so I went with the Montreal Revolutionaires, uh the French ah. version of revolutionaries. I thought that that both sort of tied in well to the spirit of the league and the history of Montreal and Quebec.
1: I like it Griffin. Mine is a much more tenuous connection. Okay. Um uh I was looking up famous people from Montreal and one of the ones I hit upon was Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, uh, has a hockey icon. connection now that I think yes, about it. Yes, she does. Um not not the most uh flattering hockey connection perhaps, but Watch it. I I'm not saying it's a good thing or that I would be in that camp but certainly she was not portrayed in a positive light in her hockey connection I feel um but at any rate Griffin a, a great actor Alicia Cuthbert and one of her first roles was in the film Nico the Unicorn which really spoke to me and so I went with the Montreal Unicorns okay, as a tribute to Alicia Cuthbert There we go as
0: I'm sure we're all expecting when Montreal does a- unveil their team next week some sort of tribute to
1: Alicia <laughs> Cuthbert's going to Yeah be I here. mean I I we have we have to say this for next week because we don't have time, but I really want to read you Alicia Cuthbert's filmography because she has some crazy <laughs> All right, names we will for absolutely movies.
0: That's a tease for next week. Uh, we are <laughs> running out of time, Chris. Why don't we go to Minnesota next? I really like mine. I went with you know freezing cold winters out there in the Midwest. I went with the Minnesota blizzard.
1: I like it. Uh, I went another. Obviously, as you might guess, this is after a famous person from Minnesota, um, Judy Garland oh great, iconic. great actress yeah. I, very great icon um, and but I, I went with a slight twist here because you know you could go like rainbows and like that but I just went straight up with the witches I think you know okay. we have the wizards for Washington and I also think you know obviously witches it's sort of been a, a term that's maybe been used uh, sort of against women and so I think the idea of sort of reclaiming like yeah and- sort of branding yourself as a witch in a, a positive way. I think is a fun idea.
0: I like that a lot. I think you see it on like tote bags and stuff. I think it says like, we are the granddaughters of the witches you didn't burn. That sort of energy,
1: I think mm-hmm. is what you're bringing to the Minnesota yes, witches. Absolutely. I like that. Uh, and and there's we... some awesome theming to be done, I think oh, around it totally. sort of like.
0: A witch riding a broomstick, but it's a, a hockey stick.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Could <laughs> be a good celebration.
0: Yeah. Uh, and why don't we bring it home with our beloved hometown of Toronto, Ontario. My hometown Tom continue. Your adopted hometown of Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Famously known as the Big Smoke. This is something I've been pushing as a sports team name for a while now. Now that I think about it, I think I pitched the Toronto Blizzard when we were doing the WNBA team (laughs) names. But I think it works better for Minnesota. Uh, I'm going with the Toronto Smoke.
1: I like it. I I do like it. I think Smoke is a cool
0: name for a sports team. Like, oh, you can't even catch them. They're shifty. They're fast. It's very
1: evocative. Like the Lost Smoke Monster. That Um, is sort of
0: what I was thinking. Having never I went, seen Lost.
1: Absolutely. I went literary with this one as well, Griffin. Uh, not born in Toronto, I must say. I believe she was born in Ottawa, actually. Uh, but Margaret Atwood, long-time uh, denizen of Toronto. Certainly an icon. Of course, your mind goes to the Handmaidens, but <laughs> that I don't know if that's the really Toronto the vibe for a sports team. No. I don't think that's really with it. Obviously, the characters in that book are not uh, particularly empowered as characters. And so I went with a different margaret atwood book uh, the blind assassin griffin the toronto assassins it might be a little too violent i don't but, you know, you know you have the calgary like... hitmen toronto yeah. assassins again it's i think i think one of the best things about uh if i can toot my own horn one uh-huh. of the best things about my picks is that they are you know sort of identifiable words except vice reigns but <laughs> They have a very broad, like you could, you could go in any direction you wanted with assassins. Like, yes, you can use a sort of like a, a, a sword or a knife as a piece of imagery. Exactly. Yeah. You
0: don't have to evoke guns necessarily.
1: No, certainly not. Um I guess I'm kind of thinking of Assassin's Creed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, the tie in opportunities are off the charts. That's synergy. Absolutely. All right. Uh, there we go. The PWHL has officially been named and franchised thanks to us.
1: Two
0: teams Uh, each in each city. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, sister teams. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. It's it's a pleasure to be back. We will be back next week with a new episode. Who knows what we'll be discussing? We sure don't. Uh, But for now, yeah, that'll be in there, guaranteed. If it's not, you guys better hold us accountable because that's on you as well. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at HFLC Podcast on x at hflc podcast <laughs> of course thank You can you. find uh chris on x at c house and jan uh, you can find me on x at griffin porter 97 uh did i miss anything
1: nope just that until next time please keep your floors high and your ceilings low